With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. May you know that you belong. May you know that there's a God out there who comes to you where you are. He understands your deepest hurt, your deepest sorrow, your deepest challenge, your deepest trial your hidden sins, your shame. He loves you anyway. There's a God out there who meets you where you're at. Hello, and welcome to Peace to You from Peace Lutheran Church in Arvada, Colorado. Many of us wish to spread the word of God to others. However, it is rarely a simple process to help others to believe. In today's message, Pastor Tim Lindemann tells us how we can better help people believe by helping them belong. Now, here's Pastor Tim. I want you to remember these words, belonging comes before believing. Belonging comes before believing. St. Paul writes these very same words in God's Word in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'd like to invite you to take out your pew Bibles. It's on page 1220, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. <clears throat> As I mentioned earlier, this is called the love chapter. This is a, a chapter where we, we read those words that we're familiar with, you know, love is patient, love is kind, all that kind of stuff, love never fails. But we're reading the words before that in verses 1 through 3. So page 1220 in your pew Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and I deliver up my body to be burned... But have not love, I gain nothing. Now, I'd like to walk through these verses with you one by one and and share with you uh, where the Lord has been leading me and how He's been speaking into my heart, into my life, and how this might apply to us here at Peace Lutheran Church. So let's go through them one verse at a time. Verse 1 If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Here's what I hear. We may have incredible preaching, applicable, practical preaching that's heard on the radio, KOA and KHOW every Sunday. We may have the most incredible music and the most exquisite voices, but if people come into this worship service and they don't feel like they belong, it's worthless. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. 
You know, we can have some incredible Bible studies, and we do. Incredible Bible studies that are in-depth and solid, digging into God's Word. We have a Sunday school program where children learn the Bible stories, and they learn that Jesus loves them. We have youth Bible studies available here where the kids can go in there and hear the Word of God spoken to them in a way that they can understand. And we have all that. But if the people that come to that don't leave understanding that they're valued and they're important and that they're deeply loved, worth nothing. We can go and visit people in the hospitals and and visit our shut-ins and take Holy Communion to them. We can have care callers that go to the nursing homes. We have all that. But if those people don't feel loved, we're nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. We can give tens of thousands of dollars, and we do every year, to feed the homeless and to give clothing to those that are in need. But if those people walk out of this building and walk away from those shelters without hearing the love of God, nothing is gained. We can give hundreds of thousands of dollars to missions across the world. We can send our youth on mission trips But if the love of God isn't proclaimed and people don't understand that they belong to God's story, nothing is gained. Belonging comes before believing. If we don't season everything that we do and everything that we have as part of our ministries here at Peace Lutheran Church, if love isn't a part of that, worth nothing. A wise friend of mine told me years ago, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. I mentioned it earlier in the pre-service announcements that my wife and I were privileged to be able to go follow the footsteps of Paul in Greece and in Ephesus and Turkey and then in Rome and Italy. As we followed the footsteps of Paul, I kept uh, thinking about the fact that we were walking the very road that Paul often walked. We were standing in the place where Paul very likely stood. But as I was doing that, I, I started thinking to myself, you know, my prayer is that when I get back home, that I will continue to walk in the footsteps of Paul. Because I believe that Paul understood that belonging comes before believing. And I'd like to share a few of the ways that that happened I, I share some of the journeys that we went on these last couple of weeks. The very first day that we were there, uh, after the full day after we traveled, we went to a, a city by the name of Philippi. And we didn't originally go right into the city, but we went to the city of Philippi because that was one of the first cities that Paul visited in Greece. He was in Macedonia, or excuse me, he was in Asia Minor, <coughs> in what is now known as Turkey. And while he planned to keep going in Turkey, suddenly the Holy Spirit stopped him and kept him from doing that. And he said, I want you to go to Macedonia, the northern part of Greece. So he walked into the city of Philippi, and he 
went about things the way he normally did. When he would walk into a city, the first place he would go is to where the Jews were. He would go where the people were, where people would understand what he was talking about. But there was a problem in Philippi. There are no synagogues, or at that point there weren't any. And so there was no synagogue for him to go to. So he went where the Jews were. (coughs) When they didn't have a synagogue, what they would do on the Sabbath is they would go down to the river. So we went to this place. We went to a, this is the only teenager on our group. This is Izzy taking a picture of me, taking a picture of her. We went to this shrine called Lydia Spring. It's down by this river, and this is the river where the people would go to worship on the Sabbath. When he got down there, Paul stood up and he started sharing with the Jews the message of the Old Testament, showing how the Old Testament was telling them that Jesus was the Messiah and how Jesus fit the Old Testament prophecies. As Paul was up there sharing this news of Jesus Christ and the love of God that he would shower upon us by sending his son, there was one woman in particular who was particularly moved by the message that Paul spoke. The Holy Spirit worked in her heart, and she believed that Jesus was the Messiah. And that day, this woman, who was a Gentile, who was from Asia Minor, a town called Thyatira, uh, a woman who was probably of, of, of some means rather wealthy, was baptized. But not just her, her whole household. <coughs> her children, her family, her servants, her employees, everyone. I started thinking about what was it about Paul that convinced her that she belonged to this story of Jesus Christ. And then it occurred to me that Paul made those people understand that they belonged by going where they were. Paul went where people were. Folks, here at Peace Lutheran Church, we have a a mission statement. We believe that Our God placed Peace Lutheran Church at this place, at this time in history, for the purpose of reaching our community with Christ. So that they would understand the good news of Jesus Christ and the love that he has for them. But folks, we can't just sit back here on our laurels and say, hey, we got great preaching, we've got wonderful music, we've got a great children's program, our vacation Bible school is second to none, our youth program is magnificent. We can't just sit here and talk about all of the good things we have and sit here and expect other people to come to us. If we want people to understand that they belong, we need to do what Paul did. Go where the people are. To go out and share the love of Christ. And that begins here. I want you to look around. Do you see any empty places? Are there some faces that you haven't seen for a while? Are there some people that you normally sat by that that aren't sitting in the pews today? Could it be that maybe they're feeling that they don't belong? They need someone to share with them that they are needed and wanted and valued and loved. Might a phone call or a card or a little visit help? We can help others to feel that they belong by going where they are.
Later on that same day, we went to this, the ancient ruins of the old Philippi. We visited the Agora, the, the, the city center, okay? Now, interesting thing about ancient ruins. You, you see one layer of ancient ruins as you dig down, and then as you dig underneath that layer, you find another layer of older ruins, of more ancient ruins. As we were going around the Agora, we came to this particular basilica, which is actually A.D. Basilica. And you can see here maybe about the size of this. We're, we're standing where this picture's taken, about where I am, my vantage point, looking back where the people would sit and the back entrance. What was interesting is you looked underneath these ruins, we saw this. This is a, a prison cell. And we know from Acts chapter 16 that, that Paul and his companions were thrown into prison. Paul and his companions had gone into the Agora at Philippi, and they were sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And suddenly this, this young girl started following them around. And she started crying, hey, these are men of the, they're servants of the Most High God. They're here to tell you about salvation. Hey, these guys are men, servants of the Most High God. They're here to tell you about God's salvation. Hey, these, and they kept, she kept on going. Wonderful message. It was absolutely true. But this girl was possessed by a demon. And Paul finally was annoyed with this because he couldn't get a word in edgeways. And so he finally commended in the name of Jesus that that demon would come out of that girl. But there was a problem for that slave girl's owners. You see, this girl, by virtue of that demon, were, was able to tell fortunes of people. They made a great deal of money by that demon being in her. And when Paul cast out that demon, all of a sudden their source of income was gone. And they were angry, and they incited a riot, and pretty soon Paul... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And his companions found themselves beaten and thrown into a prison cell like this one, shackled, hands and feet on the innermost cell, maximum security. God did a wonderful thing that night. He sent an earthquake, and all the the prison doors were were flung open. (coughs) The shackles were dropped from their hands and their feet. And the jailer looked around, and he was about ready to kill himself, because he knew that the punishment for a jailer losing prisoners was punishable by death, not just for him, but also for his family. And Paul shouted, stop, don't harm yourself. We're all here. The jailer went and checked it out and saw that all the prisoners were still there. And he fell down on his knees and he said, what must I do to be saved? And that night, that jailer and all of his family were brought to faith and baptized what can we learn from Paul here? Paul put himself in the shoes of that jailer. He showed that jailer that he understood 
what his predicament was. And he understood his fears. We can show people that they belong by understanding where they are. It doesn't feel good when you're hurting for somebody to notice. And when you're going through some sort of trial, a loss of a job or, or a broken relationship or um, a cancer, you're told you have cancer or something like that. And, and somebody comes to you and say, I know where you're at. I've been there. Doesn't it feel good when you're hurting and somebody calls you up and says, I was wondering if you'd like to go for a cup of coffee. <coughs> I'm wondering if you'd, you'd like to get together. Do you need a ride to the doctor? Do you need some help? Let me bring you a meal. Folks, if we want other people to know that they belong, we need to go where they are, and we need to understand where they are. Later on in our our trip, we came to the city of Athens, and this was one of the highlights of the trip for me. We were able to, to climb up the hill, one of the seven hills of Athens, to what's known as uh, the Acropolis. It's the most popular thing, picture, that you will ever see. Uh, of, it's always one of the photographs that's a part of Greece because the Parthenon is up there. And as we're climbing the front steps to the Acropolis, we look down, and down below, it was this outcropping of rock. It's called Mars Hill. St. Paul went into Athens, and he started walking around, and he, and he noticed that there were all of these, these, these monuments and, and temples and, and altars and idols, all kinds of them, to all different kinds of gods, Zeus and Apollos and, and Venus and all the others. And then he noticed that there was one to an unknown god. And so Paul stood up, and he started talking with people about, about all these gods, and the people were interested in what he had to say. Now, the thing about this Mars Hill is this is the place where the Areopagus would meet. The Areopagus was the, the city council. They were the rulers of the city and kingdom of Athens. And over the time, Mars Hill started, be calling, started to be called the Areopagus. And so they invited Paul to the Areopagus, to Mars Hill, to stand up and speak to them and share what he was trying to tell them. And Paul got up and he's looking at the people and he said, you know, men of Athens, I perceive that you are very religious. He didn't stand up in front of them and say, you are damned. You believe in all these false gods, you're going to hell. He didn't do that. Instead, he met them where they were. And he said, I noticed that you're religious. I also noticed that there's a, a temple, an altar to the unknown God. What you call the unknown God, that's the God I'm speaking to you about. And then he started telling them all about the God that you and I know. The God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who loves us and comes to us doesn't expect us to go to him. You see, the people of Athens believed they had to do things to please their gods. And they certainly didn't want to tick one off by forgetting them. So they put up this extra altar to the unknown God. Because they didn't want to make any God angry. And Paul says, let me tell you about that unknown God. 
You don't have to worry about him being angry with you. You don't have to worry about what you can do to get to him. He comes to you. This is the God who is informed by the hands of men. This is the God who formed men with his own hands. This is the God who put you and you and you and you on this earth. At this time and this place, he gives you value because he formed you with his own hands just the way he wanted you. He gives you identity because you are the children of God. He gives you a purpose because he's placed you at this time in this place for a purpose. You see, Paul, on this Mars Hill, met the people where they were. If we want other people to understand that they belong, we need to meet them where they are. We go where they are, we understand where they are, and we meet them where they are. Folks, this takes time. It takes time and effort to to build that relationship with people, to get to know where they stand, what their relationship to God is, is all about, to understand how much they know about the Bible and what little they don't know. It's important and it takes time and effort for us to build a relationship with them to find out where they are so we can meet them there and we find some commonality. Find a place where we can meet them and then draw them closer and closer to the truth of God's word. Not condemning them, not judging them, not ridiculing them or making them feel stupid but meeting them where they are and slowly drawing drawing them closer to God. At the end of our trip, we had a closing devotion. It was led by a pastor friend of mine that was a part of our trip. And he told a story about his grandfather, who was also a Lutheran pastor in a town in Ohio. He talked about the relationship that his grandfather had with this man in the city, the town drunk, a man who was kind of the laughing stock of the community. Everybody kind of snickered as they went by the man. But this pastor, every time he would see this man, would sit down and he would talk with the man. The town drunk would look at him and he said, you know, I'm not interested in anything you have to say to me. I don't have anything to do with what you have to offer. Unless you got a few dollars that you'd like to unload on me. No money ever exchanged hands, but the pastor never gave up. Every time he would be walking down the street and he would see the town drunk on the curb or, or on a, a bench, he, w- he would go and he would sit down next to him and, and he would talk with him. And after a while, he got to know this man and he started to hear about this man's troubles, how he was having a hard time holding down a job, how his family was falling apart and his marriage was on the rocks. And he just kept talking to him. And finally, one day, the pastor said to him, I'd like to invite you into my life. Would you consider coming to church, to my church on on Sunday? The pastor was standing up in front of the, the church the next Sunday, and to his surprise, the man came in late, and he sat in the back pew, and he listened. He listened to the whole service, and just before the benediction, he walked out. 
The next Sunday, the man came back again. But this time he came with his wife. And they came back the next Sunday. And the, and the next, and the next, and the next. And, and after a while, the man expressed an interest in becoming a member of the congregation because he felt like he belonged. That man grew not only to be a consistent member, stalwart member of that congregation, he became a leader. And it wasn't long before the people would leave the church and they would be shaking hands with the pastor and the pastor's grandson. And then this man. This man would greet every person as they left the church because he wanted every person in that church to know and to understand that they belong. He wanted them to know that they belong so that they could believe. Believe in a God. A God who is with us. A God who understands. A God who meets us where we are. He wanted them to understand that we have a God who's not aloof and just stays up there in his kingdom, but he comes down into this world and he's with us always. And he promises, I'll be with you always to the end of the earth. He wanted them to understand that, that this God understands every pain, every struggle, every rejection, every hurt that we feel because he bore those all on the cross for us. He wanted people to understand that our God meets us where we are. He doesn't expect us to do good works to please him. He comes down to us to make our salvation possible. because He knows we can never do it. This man understood that belonging comes before believing. And so this is my prayer for us today. May you know that you belong. May you know that there's a God out there who comes to you where you are. He understands your deepest hurt, your deepest sorrow, your deepest challenge, your deepest trial, your hidden sins, your shame. He loves you anyway. There's a God out there who meets you where you're at. And he invites you to his table. And he says, I forgive you. He speaks to you in his word. And he says, I love you. He comes to us in baptism and said, I am with you always. And I will never leave you. I'm inside and a part of who you are. May you know that he blesses you to go to where people are, to get to know them and understand where they are and to meet them where they are so they can know that they belong. And may that belonging lead to believing. Go in his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Peace to You from Peace Lutheran Church here in Arvada, Colorado. If you have no church home, we would be delighted to have you join us on any Sunday. Our address is 5675 Field Street in Arvada, Colorado. Our services are at 8 a.m. and 1030. Bible classes for all ages are at 915. You can easily access our sermons online at www.peacelutheran.net. 
If you would like us to send a CD of today's broadcast at no charge to you, call us at 303-424-4454. Now, from the entire broadcast team at Peace Lutheran in Arvada, I am Adrian Belinsky, and may the peace of the Lord be with you today and always. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.